Hi guys, welcome in. Today we're going live on the Josh Tan Show. Hey, who's that again? Hey everyone, it's Gerald. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you all. Gerald, you uh, just so- came back from holiday, right? And you chipped in right. uh, to this uh, podcast. <laughs> Where do you go? I went to Paris uh, with, my, yeah, with my wife. It was lovely. The weather, the clouds. Oof. Uh, so right <laughs> now it's like 20 plus degrees. Like aircon all around, you know? Free charge. <laughs> I think the uh, end of year, everybody's looking to travel. Uh, so maybe audience-wise, you you are traveling somewhere. Uh, then stay safe because Paris can be dangerous, right? I mean, I've always heard negative stuff, uh, theft and stuff. How is it like on the ground? Yeah, so I went to meet a bunch of um Paris um friends, right? Uh, French um friends. So there were like eight of them. Every single one of them have been robbed before. Um, and robbing is different from stealing, right? Where you know you you left something there and someone take it away. Robbing is like mm. someone runs to you and take it from you and kind of. Double. It's kind of there's a, a aggression there, so mm. everyone had that before. Um, my friend who is Asian, which I look very like Asian, um, she was robbed I think four or five times. Yeah, so she grew up there. So, um, but so keep your bag in front, right, and stuff. I haven't been to Paris, but I think that's uh, a common advice. Yeah. So what I did was that because over there it's cold, so you always must wear a jacket. So I wear my bag, then I wear my jacket over my bag. So there's no way you can rob me, you know, unless you cut my jacket. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, you know have to adapt like we hear stories of these and we don't need it to happen to us. Uh, but to this case, it's about someone who's rich, and I brought uh, Jerry in because Jerry runs a business. A little bit ask a bit more on your business. Uh. let me share with you guys listening in on today's case because you saw a thumbnail. Hey, this guy actually retired early at thirty six. Correct? How did he get there? Today we'll be discussing everything, as well as to share some of the points that we ourselves learned listening to his case because we always learn from each other and someone who is at this uh, stage is definitely a lot more successful than you know the two of us so also looking up to some of his points uh we'll leave links below also to that documentary on cnbc make it but long story short today's case about this male single now and he's age of 41 but he's actually retired five years ago right now he's actually starting his own finance website and he's big on instagram you can check it out jeremy uh, so a bit of context so his business at 36 got paid two million dollars wow so uh jared i brought you in because you own business there <laughs> if someone pays you two million well how how nice would that be man very uh <laughs> yeah very very nice hey, um, I, I got that clip you know uh of his bank account jumping with that age uh, maybe let's let's stream that in dollars which is pretty surreal my bank account, the moment the wire came through, I clicked refresh and it jumped from $100,000 so to over $2 million, which is pretty surreal. Yeah. Hey, that's Jeremy, but that's crazy, right? Like 160000 all the way to 2.3 million. Yes, wow, if you see that bank account, you go giddy. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine the excitement you must feel like, oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we see crypto price go up, it's just not, not that ridiculous a jump. Of course, yeah. but there's a, a check transfer in. La. He sold his business, uh, if I'm not wrong, he's tech-related. But, yes. Gerald, you're in business and you're in badminton business. Correct. Can you share a bit on what, what, what is it about? Now? Yeah, so um, basically, we provide badminton classes um, conveniently all around Singapore. So we do have a lot of coaches are stationed at different places. So we have an app that students can use to sign up, um, then check in to classes um, flexibly. Kind of like signing up for gym, right? Um, so then they can um, learn uh, and improve and enjoy the sport um, 
at their own convenience. So that's what VG is all, all about, about fun, about convenience, about learning and enjoying the badminton sport. Yeah. So, so how many around... years uh, have you started this business already? Right. So um, actually, right, uh, my dad was a badminton coach. So then he started the brand. So then I kind of wanted to do things my own way. So then I split. I started in maybe 2016. Um, but I stopped during the COVID period because during COVID period, they used um, sports hall to house um, the vaccination. Vaccination, right, the, correct. Um, not, not, yeah, not vac- vaccinations and uh, isolation centers. So then mm-hmm. that's why it was closed. And because I, at that point of time, due to my life situation, I didn't really need um, the academy to get by. So I was like, you know, just let it idle. So then we didn't do anything for a good two years. So then we only restarted in um, May this year. Yeah, so it was super busy when we restarted um, to go. I, I go to Safra, I see uh, kids' classes running non-stop there. Yes. I myself, I'm playing badminton, yeah. so I'm a badminton yeah. fan. Uh, Gerald, of course, is super. Hey, Gerald used to be the national team. <laughs> wow. Praise you. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we played badminton before. We are big fans of this sport. And Gerald runs a business in this. So just in case you are listening in and you have kids looking for classes uh, do absolutely check out bg and any special promo <laughs> hey sure uh, if yeah, <laughs> joking, can... joking. Yeah. and then uh okay back back to this so this guy he's actually sold his business for two million dollars so just in case you sell your business wow that will come in then let's talk about fire because it's a big rounding point for today's whole podcast uh he now lives in us fully paid house both of us own homes, we are on mortgage. So I think it's a good point to learn also. Like uh, when you get to retirement, if your house is fully paid, your expenses, you, you realize drops a lot. It just becomes a food and transport. Kind of very simple situation. But him, is, he's still spending $5,000 uh, in terms of monthly expenses. So he's not stingy in any case. Uh. Yes. Later, I think we, we should talk about other kinds of fire, right? What, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds great. Um, there's actually different types of fire um, so that you don't have to... I think we can learn, like, um, all of us want to try to understand so that we can adapt the fire that suits us best, our family situation, our goals best, right? Um, and when you were talking about him having fully paid for his house, right? On one hand, you know, you would think like, hey, a bit envious, like, wow, full cash, eh? you know, his house is $1 million, by the way, so mm. full cash, imagine you take a bag of cash, eh, condo, nah, you know, um, that's amazing. But on the other hand, um, if you can make your money work a little bit harder, because housing interest rates is not exactly high. Well, now he's been jumping, eh? latest yeah, fixed rate, not out yet, uh, yeah. because banks used to have fixed rates, then they pulled it off. That's true. I so hear on the ground, have... expect 4%, eh? Yeah, but even 4% also, um, Okay, but this is where it gets a bit subjective whether you should, you know, uh, full cash your house or, or take bank loan, right? Um, for his case, he actually didn't have a choice because he is quote unquote jobless, right? So then the bank wouldn't grant him any mortgage even if he wanted to. So because he could technically buy two houses, you know, with the, with the kind of cash outlay, right? Bought two houses and one rent out for passive income, but he didn't because hmm. he had no choice. Yeah, so he can't make that capital work for him in this sense. I agree. Hmm. So his case, right, with this capital, uh, I, I think we can rule out he's not lean fire, like he's not stingy in any yeah. case. Yeah. <laughs> also, audiences listening in, uh, if you want us to elaborate more, leave it in the comment sections. Uh, or if you have a preferred target, you want to achieve fat fire, or if you don't know what is coarse fire, uh, we'll be glad to explain a bit more uh, as we run through Jeremy's case for today. But I think let's go to the first few lessons that, you know, when we're looking through a case together, 
we kind of both resonated with it. And it starts with this. Uh, uh, this guy, Jeremy, he retired at the age of 36. And what he shared is this phrase, very golden. Retirement is not an age. Which means if you have the money, you can choose to stop work. Conversely, if you're age of 65, nothing magically happens, correct? So it doesn't mean that you're 65, uh, you can retire. Somebody tells you you can retire. It's not. You need to have that money first. So what, what are your first thoughts uh, when you heard his sharing also, Jeff? Yeah, so yes, uh, I, I, I agree, man. Retirement is really not an age. Uh, it doesn't mean that once you reach a certain age, you know, you automatically qualify for retirement. Uh, it doesn't happen um, by chance. You kind of need to first work for it and number two, learn how to manage it well, right? So I think oh. what I really respect about him is first, he really earned a lot because he created a business, he hustled hard. And not only that, he actually managed that wealth really well because there are a lot of stories of people that made a lot of money and they just squandered it all away, you know? So technically, they could have retired if they managed it well, but they took mm. high risk or they just, you know, spent a lot, right? More than they could afford because there's no limit to how much you can spend. Theoretically, uh, so, correct. Uh, uh, I mean, a, yeah, a lot of them how... get uh, swindled around. They they help their external family. Somebody wants to start a business, borrow a million dollars. You you start giving money everywhere, right? It's all little little pots, and it adds up very quickly. Yeah. So, so definitely, uh, yeah, he learned how to manage his money. That's true. Yeah. So because he actually um manages money quite well, actually his spending is quite high. Um, relative to a lot of us for a single right but yeah. it is sustainable so that's what i really respect mm. you know he can manage it in a way that he lives a life that is truly happy uh, with um yeah so that being so said high right, income right? and also a, a big capital payoff selling off the business so it's, it's two parts so for someone who reaches fire financial events very early i think these are typical typical routes uh, you either have high income or you you sell away something an asset you get a windfall coming in. But also, it's how to manage that money. But $2 million, what would, have you ever thought of a price? I just want to poke back at your Bevington business. Have you thought of a yeah. price? This exiting uh, part sounds very nice. I get stuck at it. Yeah, what do you so, think? Uh, would someone offer you? Uh, $2 million is something we're considering. Um, <laughs> because I think for small companies, one of the issues is you need to evaluate, right? So usually they hmm. value about five times uh, revenue. Um, I know that my business is going very quickly now, so it probably mm. can double um, my performance this year. So How many million, students? Curious. Uh, right now, like we have Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, any <laughs> parent listening in, uh, I think the classes must be like uh, $30, $40, $50 per lesson. Uh, $20 an hour. $20 an hour. One and a half hours, okay, $30. Uh, one and, no, usually it's one or two hours, like, just for group classes. Oh. Yeah, private is oh. a separate pricing altogether. Wow, what wow, Jared driving big revenues. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a lot of stuff. So, so, the so this trip that you went to Paris, then how how do you run business? You uh so because I have a I have a team of staff that's there, so then I let them know like hey, during this week I will be overseas. Can you help me cover certain roles? Hmm. Um because you manage your own business, right? So then there's some wiggle room to move certain things around. Oh, and anyone else running business do share also. Like, we're, we're always keen to see different perspectives, how to get a fire. Most of us are in employment or for myself, self-employed. So always wondering uh, if you have business, one day can sell out a uh, big lump sum coming in. That'd be quite nice. Uh, but also managing the money is uh, equally important. Uh. Hey, but this guy, Jeremy, I think the next lesson that we should definitely discuss on is when he retired, 
uh, what happened to him is he left the company because when you sell a company, you need to stay for a couple of years. That's typical. Then subsequently, uh, he fully retired. Then he went to chill, uh, just went to play games, went to travel, uh, yes. do all the things that we imagine that we would do if we were, we were to leave office and stuff. So he did everything of that. But I think what he shared is something very important. No fire, financial best is fun at the start. You go holiday for one year, you will find it very fun, very fulfilling at first. But then if you start doing that every day, you'll find that it's quite lame. It's quite boring. He started playing uh, computer games and uh, he got addicted to it. But also he couldn't feel that gap that he was he was uh, looking for. So I guess right, anybody that is selling business, Jared, just in case you buy sell <laughs> one day, uh, always you know address this like, before you get to retirement. Find a new purpose or a new thing that you want to absorb yourself in. What, what, what do you think of this uh, lesson for us? Yeah, so I think it's uh, self-fulfillment, right? Like when I hear that he's playing games, um, you don't need to be rich to get addicted to games. In fact, a lot of kids are addicted to games. <laughs> I myself, I love games too. So when I was in school and I was studying, I played a lot of games all day, all night, right? Then didn't really study very, very hard. Um, so there's the sense of, yes, it's entertaining, you know, you get a lot mm. of adrenaline from playing games, leveling up and whatnot. Um, but it's the lack of deeper meaning, right? Fulfillment, purpose. Yes. Um, they kind of, yeah, like you, you feel like, hey, life is so much more than that, right? Not just uh, leveling up and uh, conquering quests or finding a new, um, uh, you know, a country to visit or new beach to surf in, right? Um, so then eventually you start to think like, hey, you know, maybe there's more that I can deliver or help out to the, the world, right? purpose right i i guess that that revolves around identity if we yeah. lose that identity now you are a business owner small one uh you teach badminton uh, you you like that identity because you resonate with it you hear the praises parents give you if you're a coach and then it it gives you that happy feeling so i guess anybody that's thinking of financial independence right getting there uh, continue to find purpose in life it can be volunteering it can be startup it can be a lot of things so always uh think ahead first, uh, don't get there unprepared, and then you start to feel that missing gap. Uh, then you might as well don't sell the business because you, you you have lost that fulfillment in a lot of ways. Then what about the next lesson that uh, looking through his case, right? Uh, he also de described, he he sold away his business, 2 million came in, he didn't know about financial dependence. So maybe let's explain a bit more. Uh, I've also left below in a banner you, you will see running. Financial independence means that if you have 25 years of your annual expenses, you can technically retire with a 4% withdrawal rule, which means if a million dollars there, you can cash out 40,000 to consume. And theories have proven that it can last you at least 30 years. So he didn't know about it, but now he understands it. And he shared also very uh, openly, he spends about 5,000 per month, right? That means 60,000. So if he had $1.5 million, that means he technically is fire already. Financial investment retire early already. So again, uh, everybody, let's let's think a bit harder. What is the real number that you are looking for? Uh, leave in the comment sections what you think. And Jared, have you have you thought of this before? Or not? This this uh, yeah. amount. Yeah, I I remember that figure when I calculated. That was a long time ago, though. Probably almost ten years ago. <laughs> I remember that figure I calculated was close to eight million something. Uh, it was because I wasn't living that a simple life. I also want, wanted enough money so that I can take care, not just myself, but also my family. Uh -huh. uh, and I think one of the biggest worry I have was uh, emergencies. Uh. Yeah, hmm. But then again, there's insurance, right? So, hmm, yeah, maybe I don't do that much. Uh, I, I think want to make actually sure we, we set the bar too high, right? Then we, we kind of lose focus or we give up on it. 
so also uh, along the way we can modify things it's not like a concrete number you write down already you, you can never change it uh, our expectations also change but I think also 1 million, when I survey around, I think 1 million to 2 million uh, seems to be a, a, a common number that I hear on the ground. Because as we know, 1, one 2 million, you can spend 5,000 already, right? If you are pretty prudent, you you fully pay your house, like what, what we mentioned over here, uh, then it's actually very possible to just live within that means. But in so Singapore, house is way more expensive. Ah, correct. So uh, no, no, for, for cash flow, because you need to consume, the house cannot be valued as part of that. One to two million. Right. Uh, investment assets can include CPF, because eventually you can cash out some parts of CPF. Right? Mm-hmm. So CPF included. But uh, house-wise, you cannot consume. And the first part is you need to fully pay off your house. If not, that mortgage, three, four thousand is just going to sting. Got to be. Yes. Very. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Have, have you seen mortgage costs going up or not, Jared? Yes, a lot. Um, and I think this is one of the things that uh, haunts a lot of people in Singapore, right? Mm. Uh, especially when you sign the flexible one. Oof. From 1.1, I think. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm on it. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the floating rate, right? Yeah, floating rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for floating rate rise, right, uh, my I'm paying for next month going for is 4 point something percent. Oof. So uh, it's super tall. So a lot of times, yeah. let's let's prepare to buy houses prudently. Yeah, I actually it's... locked in a fixed rate for two years, which is weird mm. because, okay, back then I kind of guess uh, because I can't predict what Fed uh, is going to do. So I guess they'll do something. So when we bought the house last year, I signed a two-year lock-in. So my rate was 1.1%. They still send uh, letters. You're percent. coming out already. Eh? Huh? That's, that's also quite common because you signed last year, year, right? Yeah. Two-year two lock, lock next year, you're out already. Eh? Yeah, but two years, I think it'll go down. But that's my gamble. Ah. That's my gamble. Um, <laughs> but they still, even with that contract, I don't know why they could still enforce a change of rates. Yeah. So I need to call the bank and settle. Oh, and anyone else uh, also struggling with mortgage? Leave in the comment sections. Uh, we can hear your sorrows on it. Because for myself, I'm receiving letters. Every month is been stepping up. I know I'm on one month cyborg plus spread. Oh, So super tall. Uh, so that part... Uh, on the main channel, I've, I've been sharing a bit what kind of things to look out for. Uh, but fixed rates, expect 4%. Now banks have actually retracted all the packages. Eh? They are repricing them. Uh, just as you are listening in, thinking of fixed rates, uh, they are no longer the market already. I checked very recently. Expect them to release something in the next couple of weeks and expect 4%, no longer 3.5% already. So that is the reality. Uh, but if you fully pay a house, congrats. You can plan how much you need to retire. And uh, it also leads to the next point. So once you have enough money, the next part is this bonus point. Since you start with us to here, uh, I think when we look through case, we both resonated with this a lot. When you have enough money, right, you need to find peace also with how much you have. Because there's always a bigger number. There's always a neighbor with more money, bigger car, uh, spending more money than you. Uh, finding peace financially is a, a, is a skill that we need to keep practicing. N- not comparing against others and stuff. Uh, this is generally in the direction of feeling happy, like feeling satisfied, being grateful. Yeah, so this part, uh, Gerald, what, what, what do you think uh, is something that resonated with you? Yeah, so uh, I, I think this is amazing. Like, there's two parts to it, right? One is choice. Being mm-hmm. able to be financially free means you have the choice not to be um, subjected to any, you know, um, work that you don't like. So choice mm-hmm. is one. And number two is that I think he chose the word found peace very, very uh, tactfully because you can always... Um, increase on your expenses Mm. and like 
as I grow older, meet more people, right? Um, five thousand a month expenditure is not very crazy if you look at all the really rich people around us. Hmm. Um, and one of the common things that I notice when that, that really wealthy people spend a lot is on traveling. Just think of a private jet, man. Um, flying to Malaysia would be what twenty five k on our trip. <laughs> so, so um, you can really splurge very very quickly if you want to. Uh. Yeah, 300k for one long distance jet, you can just imagine. Um, that's just crazy. So very, very easy to um think or spend big. But that's why when you say find peace is then is when you kind of realize that, hey, you know, I don't really you have enough. La. You have yes, enough. Sure. You don't need to worry about yeah, using, so correct? Yeah, it's more than just choice. It's also the ability to say, hey, you know, all this is not gonna bring hmm. me um much fulfillment in life or joy. Maybe it's um a bit of intrigue right but it's not not something that i can live I, i'm happy to live without it basically hmm. yeah. i think also we need to tie in this topic uh to passive income also because you want to get to you know uh, financial dependence you need income sources yes your investments can produce it can be real estate it can be uh stocks uh this kind of things they produce dividend income uh, but you need passive income sources side hustles kind of thing uh so uh finding side hustles in your return because right now this guy, Jeremy, who we've uh, been discussing, he actually runs his own financial blog. So both of us, we are creators. So we understand, hey, this is a way you can earn income. Uh, but of course, he must be in front of camera. La. So Jeremy, he's, he's <laughs> done that. He started his own website. He's big on Instagram, actually. You can go and check it out. And uh, he's very active there. He's hired people to create uh, screenshots and stuff on finance. And uh, also, when you get to retirement, look for things that keep you engaged and find ways to monetize it. I think these are things that both of us creators, we kind of appreciate it a bit also but more than more than just the fact that he um started to work again right is that mm. he found purpose in helping others so it's yes. not that not just that he made it but because through what he did he's helping others like if you see a lot of um people gurus right teaching you to be wealthy they charge like five thousand all that stuff mm. he charges seventy dollars if you want to learn how to you know make build wealth with him so that's why i think um he finds meaning in hey every seventy dollars everyone can spare that just don't drink so much starbucks 70 bucks right <laughs> so he found a lot of uh, meaning in that yeah yeah I'm, I'm also teaching people i'm doing a job <laughs> <laughs> on main channel i keep doing shout out maybe i should do here so just in case you are listening in uh smu 3rd of december if you want to learn on finance i'll leave details in the links below so i'll be teaching on finance in smu no sales or uh, we are selling tickets fast right now i would like to share if you what to look out for for 2023 we're in the bear market so I think there are big opportunities. Rather than going fixed deposits and stuff, uh, the, the fees are charged $47. You can make it back with $2,000 in T-bills because nowadays people talk about T-bills all the time, right? You can make that passive income very easily and learn the right things. I think that's what I want to deliver. So yeah, so coming to here, thank you for listening in. As always, leave in the comment sections uh, your thoughts. Take care, guys. See you all in the next one. Goodbye.